This is Isaiah Vreeman with an instant reaction for day two for the 3A, 3A, 4A Volleyball State Championship at the Alaska Airlines Center. Busy day tonight with the 3A, 4A Volleyball State Championship. I'm running solo tonight again. Keaton is prepping for UAA, a big week of UAA stuff with the Great Alaska Shootout for the girls and some of the boys' games that are going on this week, as well as hockey and other things. So I am rolling solo. Brad is also resting his voice for the games tomorrow that he's going to be broadcasting, including a championship game. So it's just me on this Instant Reaction podcast for day two. Happy to do it because I saw some pretty incredible things today. And obviously one of them we talked about at last podcast was the Wasilla Volleyball Girls. And they were really good today. But I think the best thing that I saw today was the service diamond game that was a five-set tense affair, point for point, all over the place. Battle tense. It was just all... The crowd, the teams waiting to get on because the 4A4 was a little late because of other games that had been happening throughout the day and just all the atmosphere around it, that was really a lot of fun, really loud. It was points for point and the intensity on the coaches, the intensity with the teams, it was, and the tense fans, you could see it, especially the diamond and service crowd. It was just great. So I think that was the best thing that I saw today as far as day two in this instant reaction podcast for the ASAA 3A 4A State Volleyball Championship. Let's go through the 3A first. I've got my notes here. I've got them right here, so I want to make sure that we've got everything. So 3A finished up. We had... Um, Sitka and Nome played this morning. Sitka ended up winning that. Ileson played Barrow. Barrow ended up winning that. So that set up a Mount Edgecombe versus Sitka. Battle of the Southeast. It's not like these teams have seen each other a lot before, but they get a play again. But under the bright lights of the Alaska Airlines Center, Sitka ended up winning that. And then Barrow played Valdez at 315, and Valdez ended up winning that. So a Sitka-Valdez matchup at 7 o'clock. And then I talked about in the last podcast, Kenai, Nikiski, 515, get your popcorn ready. And that game started off first. We'll, we'll get into that game. Let me find my notes for that game. That was a really good game. It really was. It was only three sets. Kenai ended up winning 25-21, 25-20, 25-18. But within that, we saw a lot of pretty incredible things. Emma Beck, number seven for Kenai. She came to play. She was hard hitting. She was tough at the net. But I think what sets her apart from some of the middle hitters that I've seen in volleyball in the recent years is she was also playing off the net a little bit when she needed to. And she was digging for the ball and diving for the ball. And she was just all over, all over the floor. She did not want her team to lose. So she really, she really stood out. Um, let's pull up their, the roster. I want to make sure I'm getting things right. Don't want to say anything wrong. You know, Emma did really well. I also thought number 11, Grace is a senior, Grace Beisner. She did a pretty nice job too. 
Emma really stood out. For Nikiski, I thought, you know, they're conference opponents. They know each other well. There's not going to be a whole lot of surprises. They're both in the South Central Conference. This matchup was kind of inevitable looking from the schedules that at some point they were going to play each other again in the state tournament. And number two, Maggie Griner for Nikiski really stood out to me. She is a setter. She was just all over the place. She was digging. She really did a fantastic job. I don't know what her final stats were, but just watching the game, it she really made Nikiski go. And she put up some great effort. Her teammates rallied around her. It, it was really something. I, I was really impressed. Good job on you, Maggie. She were she she set the ball, and the ball when it's up in the air and it's set right, man, that ball just does not move. It's just like this rock that is floating, but it doesn't rotate. It doesn't do anything, and that's what I saw. She did a fantastic job. So Nikiski ended up losing three games to Kenai, so Kenai ended up winning 3-0, but no shame in that. Kenai is really tough. Nikiski showed out well. So that brings up the Sitka Valdez game. Let me get those notes for that. Sitka Valdez. This game went, this this match, I keep saying game, it's match for volleyball. I know I'll probably get yelled at that about some, at some point, match. But Sitka showed out well. They ended up winning the first set 27-25. And that was just the first of three more pretty long sets in this matchup. Then Valdez won the next three, 25-18, 27-25, and 25-13. The 27th point in the third set had to have been at least 40, 45 seconds. I didn't time it, but it sure felt like it had to have been 40, 45 seconds. It was a long one. Each team was digging the ball out, hitting returning these these amazing hits and then I saw a couple arm arms pop out to get the ball back over the net it had to have been a 40 second rally it was quite something and Nikiski or excuse me Valdez ended up winning that 27 25 that third set and then Valdez ended up winning 25 13 in the last one so that sets up in the 3a Kenai is in the championship game already at 2 o'clock on Saturday. So now you have Nikiski Valdez at 10 on Saturday, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. I'm taping this on Friday night right now. So if you're listening to this on Saturday, Kenai plays at 2 o'clock, but they play the winner of the Nikiski Valdez matchup at 10 a.m. Again, Saturday at the Alaska Airlines Center. 10 a.m. Nikiski versus Valdez, and the winner gets to play Kenai at 2. Those are going to be some great games. Now, let's reset my notes. Now we are going on to the 4A. Kind of touched on the 4A already with the service diamond matchup. Just kind of a recap. We talked in the last podcast, Betty Davis East playing Wasilla at 515. Those two teams were undefeated. And then this morning we had Soldatna play West Valley. Soldatna ended up winning that. Diamond played Thunder Mountain. And again, these are in the uh, loser's bracket, the consolation side. 
You had Diamond play Thunder Mountain. Diamond ended up winning that. So South played Soldatna at 130. South ended up winning that. And then you had Diamond service the 315 game. That five-set thriller going back and forth. That was a fantastic atmosphere, fantastic game. Diamonds ends up winning three sets to two. So sets up a South Diamond at 7 o'clock tonight. Not an unfamiliar matchup that I have heard many times before, South versus Diamond. But the 515 game, 515, Betty Davis East versus Wasilla. That was one we had talked about in the last Instant Reaction podcast on after day one. And I'm going to talk about it right now. Wasilla ends up winning 25-14, 25-10, and 25-18 against Betty Davis East. And I've got to say, again, Wasilla is very impressive. Very impressive. They, uh, they controlled the ball. They hit when they wanted to. They Miley Anderson, number 14, she's the setter. She is really good. And number one, Oceana, she is a senior as well. She's a setter. Those two can set the ball. And Miley was on fire tonight. She was putting the ball right where she needed to. And like last night, Riley, Pitney, and Layla Hayes are hitting it down. And then when they're not, Allison Devine and Ava Holland, the other two hitters, number two and number three, when those four were hitting tonight, I just, like I said yesterday, I don't know how you stop that. I really don't. I just I just don't know what you do. I, I'm not going to sit here and try and say that I'm some sort of volleyball savant, because I'm not, but I just don't know what you do. That is really impressive. But I think the most impressive thing, and I wrote it in my notes right here, is... It looks like they're having fun. The team is having fun. They're getting contributions from the whole team. Caden Shelton, she's a libero, number five, a a junior for Wasilla. She is digging, and her teammates appreciate her for it. And I, I just, I'm watching them play, and as a coach, as a former coach, I look at that and I know as a, as a coach, when you have your bench celebrating what the team is doing on the floor and have genuine excitement for the players that special things are happening to, that is an incredible, incredible thing. And that is a team that is very difficult to beat. When they enjoy each other's successes as their own, it's just fantastic. And that is a special, special team. And that's that's a note that I have here. They're talking a lot. They're communicating. They're celebrating each other. The coaches, everybody, the fans, everything seemed like this one cohesive unit. And... It's that's just as impressive as the individual play that some of these players can do like Riley and the way when she gets on top of the ball, it's over. You know, you can try and dig it out, but it's almost going straight down. I don't know what the exact angle is. I'm not a math guy on that, but 
it's got to be almost straight down. And again, like I said, as a coach and when I'm watching that team, they are fun to watch because they enjoy each other so much, it seems like. And they're celebrating each other's successes and the coaches are celebrating along with them. Katie, you've done an, an incredible job with them and your entire coaching staff. I just, I'm really, really impressed with what they do. So that was the Wasilla Betty Davis East matchup at 515. And then we had the South Diamond game. So the winner of this gets to play Betty Davis East at noon tomorrow on Saturday at the Alaska Airlines Center. And Diamond won three sets to zero, but they were all very close. 25-19, 25-17, 27-25. And it seemed like nobody really got out to these big leads. Um, it was nip and tuck, point for point, back and forth. And I have on here in my notes that in the Diamond game, when number 18, she's a senior, 6'5", Valerie Yocum, 18, when she hits, Diamond's a different team. They're just a different team when she hits. And it's so tough on the other team. South had a couple times where the Diamond Diamond was looking like they were going to go on a run. And South ended up stopping them because we had um, number 24, Elena Burt. She's a sophomore middle hitter. There was a few times where she just she hit the ball hard and went not straight down, but she she hit it with authority and it went down pretty quick, and that stopped a couple runs that Diamond looked like they were going to go on. And again, no real huge leads, back and forth, point for point, but a really thrilling game to end the night for the 4A tournament. So I just want to go over something real quick. I was doing some digging. I was doing some research, and I want to go over just how impressive what happened today was with Wasilla. Just going to give a little bit of information. 2012 is when the double elimination tournament started at the 3A-4A volleyball state championship level. So 2012, since then, we've been doing the double elimination tournament. 2001... Wasilla won the 4A Volleyball State title over Skyview back in 2001. In 2002, Juno beat Bartlett. Then in 2003, Service beat Colony at the 4A level. 2003, with Colony playing in the championship game, that is the last time that a non-Cook Inlet Conference team played in the 4A state championship match. Since 2004, Diamond and South, one of those two teams has been in every single state championship since 2004. 2004 till 2022 last year, Diamond or South has been in every single state championship. And in 2015, it was Diamond East. 2018, Diamond West. 2019, it was South Bartlett. And in 2022, last year, it was Diamond versus West. Every other year since 2004, it has been South Diamond. And today, Friday, November 10th, Wasilla 
is in the championship game. So the first Cook Inlet con- non-Cook Inlet Conference team since 2003 to get a place in the 4A state championship. 20 years, and they are in. They are in the championship game, and they will play the winner of East Betty Davis East Diamond at 12 o'clock on Saturday at the Alaska Airlines Center. So, 10 a.m., we have Nikiski Valdez. Winner plays Kenai at 2 for the 3A state title. And then at noon, we have Betty Davis East versus Diamond. And the winner plays Wasilla at 5 o'clock for the 4A state title. That is going to be a great slate of games. They are converting the arena right now from the double courts that we've been doing the last two days. They are working through the night, and they are converting it to a single court. So just one game on at a time. We're going to do some fun crowd interaction stuff. If you want to have a good time, you want to watch some great volleyball, make sure you come on down. Sixth grade and under, kids are free. Seniors 65 and over are free. Come on down. Enjoy yourself. It's going to be a blast. Roads are plowed. I was out there today, and it's good to go. It's good to go. Some of the neighborhoods might be a little touch and go yet. I know they're still working. But if you can make it, you got to come. It is going to be a great day of volleyball. And if you can't, though, if you can't, and I understand things are happening, you can watch the games live on the NFHS Network. So NFHS Network. And you can watch all the games there live tomorrow or on demand if for some reason you're just going to be out Christmas shopping way too early or something like that. So, again, best thing I saw today, that Diamond Service game was incredible. Lots of fun. The Wasilla girls accomplished something that hasn't happened in 20 years by getting into the state championship and they were, again, very impressive. And as a coach, I appreciate watching what they're doing and not saying that other teams aren't, but what I'm seeing is really, really a lot of fun to watch and how much they enjoy each other's success. And that's a great job with the coaching staff and the community of volleyball that Wasilla seems to have right now to be able to accomplish that. So good on all of you. I can't wait to watch the games tomorrow. My part of the job starts to wind down a little bit on championship day because the tournament's almost over, so it's always nice to be able to really sit and watch the games even that much more intently. So looking forward to that. Again, this is Isaiah Vreeman for the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. Can't wait to see everybody at the arena tomorrow, and good luck to all the teams tomorrow. And we will have an instant reaction for the games tomorrow, the championships. Probably have some guests on at that point because the tournament will be over. But again, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this, if you want to support Alaska sports, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on one of your podcasts, one of your favorite podcast networks. Like and subscribe to our podcast go to the facebook go to instagram follow us like us all those different things that you hear rate and review on apple podcasts and some of the other podcast networks love to hear feedback 
I just enjoy doing this. I know Keaton does well. I know Brad does as well. It's just fun to talk Alaska sports. And hope to see you out there at the 3A, 4A state championship tomorrow, Saturday. Again, this is Isaiah Freeman for the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. Good night.